Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. So, uh, I understand the Leafs played some hockey last night. Uh, or did well, they not play? Well, uh, technically, there was a Leaf game last mm. night. Whether or not the Toronto Maple Leafs showed up to it is, uh, is reserved for opinions, varying opinions right now. I, uh, I did sit through that. 7-3 was the final? That was the final. Hmm. And what do we think the problem is? Or where do we begin? Uh, well, uh, the beginning is probably part, part of the problem for the Leafs is that they didn't show up at the start of that hockey game, and, and Tampa certainly did. A 3 nothing lead in the first. Uh, there were some questionable calls, or maybe the non-calls, I think, are, are ones that Leafs may have a beef with. Mm. You know, a couple of you know holding a cross-check and a slashing penalty that, that just seemed like plays that happened all the time in hockey games that for some reason were called. The Leafs took eight penalties last night. Tampa went four for eight on the power play. Mm. Uh, there were a couple of deserving ones, uh, and the Michael Bunting one is the one that comes back to really haunt because the five-minute mm-hmm. uh, power play, it ends up you know costing the Leafs. Uh, there was a five-on-three in there, but two goals. And uh, he could be gone for other games in this series. He'll have a meeting today. Uh, according to the player safety department, he will have a hearing to decide whether or not there's supplemental discipline. Um, they're tough to decide in the playoffs sometimes. Because and for those who didn't see it, the hit was when he, he put the elbow. Uh, uh, yeah, it was, it was an elbow to the to the head of Eric Chernak. He Chernak did not return to the game. What gets cagey about this is that you know the Tampa Bay Lightning have no obligation today to, to report whether or not Eric Chernak will play tomorrow. Mm. So they will go into this hearing with Michael Bunting, not knowing really if Eric Chernak is hurt for the rest of the series or will be out one more game or will be back in the lineup. Right. But that being said, um, you know, I, I think it's probably going to get a game or two, which is not the biggest problem for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, it, it certainly because one, Michael Bunting is not the necessarily their most impact player. Um, and it almost opens up an avenue to get Matthew Nyes into the lineup a rookie who they probably want to have in there but didn't want to take a veteran out. Right. So that that may actually open up room. The problem for the Leafs is, one, they couldn't protect the front of the net earlier in that game, and two, they kind of gave up. Mm-hmm. And the goaltending did not look stellar. No, it was weak. Yeah. I Listen, it's, it's such a downer because... You know, uh, at Sportsnet, uh, anytime it was, even back when it was on CBC, the opening with the montage of great hits and plays and moments and the music and the anticipation and the national anthem. And then the puck drops and it's just such a downer two minutes in. Yeah. Yeah. Or however quickly he scored that first goal, because it was pretty fast, right? Yeah, it was quick, and you know, it was rebound control early on for Ilya Samsonov, and 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 that is a big question mark. Mm-hmm. And he he was one of those. He had one playoff win in in seven opportunities before coming into this series, where he's going up against a guy who's got almost fifty playoff wins over the last few years. Uh, they're going to get out goaltended when they play Tampa Bay. And if they continue on, they're going to face better goaltenders as the, as the series continue. Mm-hmm. So it, it'll be very, very difficult uh, overall. But that being said, uh, yesterday I called Leafs in six. So obviously they're not going to win four straight games. No, uh, It's not over by any means. In fact, all of the road teams won last night. Mm. Um, and so, you know, you can look at that and say, okay, they lost by four goals. Well, 
There was also a 5-1 result last night, too. Uh, you know, Winnipeg was an eight seed, uh, beat up on, on Vegas 5-1. So they won by four goals. I don't know if Vegas is panicking. Same happened with the Rangers and Devils, too. Well, the Rangers played a 5-1 score over New Jersey. So probably, Well, the problem for the Leafs compared to like teams like Vegas is it's just a, such a long history of this. Oh, yeah. Because Vegas doesn't have that history. Well, there's such a panic that's involved with it, right? And right away, you know, Leafs fans i i feel for those who paid uh, somewhat for those who paid ridiculous prices to go to that game last mm-hmm. night and it was over two periods in yeah you know maybe maybe you got home you're probably not as tired this morning as you should be um for those who stood in the rain in maple leaf square to watch that mm-hmm. yeah i feel sorry for them now we somewhat. know we know from that uh, documentary that was done on the lease that uh, sheldon keith loves to drop the f-bomb how many times do you think he had to go to the swear jar yesterday and throw in a couple of dollars uh i, I think there'd be a few um <laughs> and a lot of them were probably proceeding stay out of the penalty box yeah uh, because that really you can't take that many penalties against them, whether you think they're penalties or not. You know how the game's being called. Mm. You can't take those penalties. Well, from the way Leaf fans go, um, it, it, it seems that already uh, management, Leaf management, have been spotted at many U-Hauls <laughs> around the city this morning. <laughs> there are some experts saying now with AI getting stronger, faster, better, smarter, we'll be able to upload our consciousness to the cloud. Duh. Yeah. And uh, these experts say uh, it's closer to becoming a reality than most people think. Uh, this expert said you could, uh, you should start regularly recording your parents and other loved ones so AI can use it as a model. They'll model their voice, looks, and personality. Then you'll be able to interact with a virtual version of them and ask questions even after they're long gone. These people never watch the movies. No, no, none of this has ever ended well. Look at the terminate. So you, Lucky, could go through the rest of your life with your father telling you how much of a disappointment you are. (laughs) Till the end of days. (laughs) How does that feel? That's been on repeat for 40-something years. Yeah. No, I, uh, listen, I think we've all got a clock. The clock runs out, and it's over. Right. It's enough. I mean, we've seen it kind of with the, uh, didn't they try to do it with the Tupac, um, the imagery? The holograms? Yeah, they did it with Elvis, and I think they've done it with other people. Uh, Well, ABBA's got like a whole tour that's going out, Mm. and it's all holograms. It's not even them. Yeah, I I mean, difficult in a sense for for those who have lost loved ones in a dramatic way Mm -hmm. or traumatic way. Um, and, you know, may have a final voice message, something like that. I remember things like that coming from 9-11. Right. Um, you know, where people had called from the tower and you're trying to hang on to that voice message. You know, that's one thing is in terms of a sentiment. Mm. But now to try and take that message and put it into a, a computer so that they can talk to you in that voice. and oh. It's just... It's too much. Very strange. And I, and I just think psychologically, you know, we when you grieve the passing of somebody, there are all those stages, and you're supposed to come out of the other end of it and be able to carry on with your life on, on you know, on some level. I think that if you still had, uh, you know, a, a dead parent or a, a friend or a, a child, God forbid, you, it would not help in the process of grieving. Well, you're never moving forward. You're never moving. You're just constantly going back to that. Right. You know. So, no, I'm good. 
Uh, if I became a politician of some sort, I think I'd start uh, the uh, boycott of uh, AI altogether. Right. In the end, I agree with people who say AI is going to eventually just kill us. I'm on that page. On the bright side, though, I mean, if they were to take our voices, we wouldn't even have to come and do the show. They could just put the voices on the air. It could last forever. Yeah, but I have a feeling that the company that owns us <laughs> would find a way to stop paying us. <laughs> oh, that part. Yeah, that whole income thing. Oh, yeah, well, listen, that, that's, been, uh, that's been the talk in this industry for some time now, the, the risk of AI taking over our jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, having, having that uh, happen. But they, they don't have, I guess with AI, they, they can do a lot, and it's getting stronger and better all the time. But there's still the emotions and uh, personality that right. is tough to, to uh, get in the mix. Yeah. No, look, uh, there is some things, when I look at life in general... And I've said this uh, where I, I'm more comfortable in my skin as an older man than I was as a younger man. I'm also more comfortable being older because I think things aren't getting better. <laughs> um, you know, the idea that my career is coming somewhat to an end at some point in the not, you know, it's not, it's not like I'm looking going, oh, I have 30 more years. No, I, I'm happy the clock is ticking. <laughs> I think I'm getting out of it, getting out is good. I didn't even know this was still ongoing. It's probably just in the States. I think it's done here. But Netflix is ending its DVD by mail business. Oh. It's, it's not going to end until September. Um, 25 years in, and people are still getting DVDs by mail from Netflix. But they say uh, they will. Uh, the last of those uh, envelopes will be mailed out on September 29th and will have to be returned by October 27th. Good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> like not taking back a library book. <laughs> Netflix says to everyone who ever added a DVD to their queue or waited by the mailbox for a red envelope to arrive, thank you. Our goal has always been to provide the best service for our members, but as the DVD business continues to shrink, uh, this is going to become increasingly difficult. I honestly, I, I don't, I, I have no understanding of why this is still ongoing now. Yeah, I guess you would think maybe rural areas that can't get the streaming Perhaps. It, it must be. It must be for those people. I, I can't imagine anybody living in any big city right. is still getting DVDs in the mail. But maybe they are. Boy, I, I remember back to university, like every apartment I lived in, there would just be floods and floods of mail from, I think it was a Columbia house at the mm -hmm. time, which was CDs, where they had that offer where you could get like 50 of them to start your service, yeah. and then they'd cut it off, and you'd just get all those used letters coming over and over for years. Well, yeah, it used to be when it first started, it was, uh, of course, vinyl, and it was like pay a penny yeah. and get 50 records or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. And, you know, it's funny. I have seen some DVD uh, stores try to... There is this push. Blockbuster, certainly, through that TV show. There's a sitcom on Netflix, surprisingly enough, because Netflix squashed um, uh, Blockbuster. But there, there has been this kind of this push to go back and rent DVDs. And there was a, a place uh, called Family Video that I saw popping up... Um, around Ontario, and I think they've all since crashed and burned, but their whole thing was like kids' videos were always free. Mm. You know, try to get families back into right. to rent some stuff. 
And we just, we just, we don't want to leave the house for anything. Yeah. There's, there's just no need. I know in cottage country, like up my mind, there's still, uh, in the, the corner stores will have mm. DVDs for rent. I don't know if it's any of the newer ones. Mm. I haven't really looked down that aisle in a long time. When their most recent film is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> then you know you're in trouble. Anyhow, yeah, I, I, I assume that Netflix has been done. I haven't seen nor heard of anything. These are the red box here, right? Wasn't it? You couldn't get they it. They did have oh, that was for that a something bit. else. That might have been a different company. Anyhow, uh, it's over. Give it up. <laughs> well, here's a, a problem I'll never have. New car features we struggle with. <laughs> How to use the cruise control. Now, is this true? Is cruise control more difficult in newer cars? Isn't it the same old thing? I don't think it's new. Um, but no, I think features in new cars. Have they changed the cruise control? You got that new minivan. Is not really. Everything's, uh, not really. Everything's easier because it's right on the steering wheel. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it used to be on the... Uh, used to be having a little control knob on yeah. the side. Stick. Uh, park Assist, where it helps you get into parking spots. You got the Park Assist in there? Uh, not the one that uh, that parks it for you, but a lot of times when you have the reverse camera, right. uh, it gives you like a little uh, track, the green, it lights up green or yellow or something right. like that, and it kind of tells you, trying to guide you into a spot right. or anticipating where your car is going to be if you turn at that angle. That can get confusing sometimes, but I don't think it's really that tough. Uh, the Bluetooth, and he struggled. People now, this is 500 people were polled asking right. about uh, things they struggle with in new cars that they bought in the last couple of years. Uh, Bluetooth can be frustrating at times, whether or not it connects to your phone, or if you have more than one phone in the car. If you're traveling mm -hmm. as a family, then uh, which one is connecting to? Right. Sports mode. Some cars have it. You can accelerate faster when it's on. Right. Lane assist. Brake assist. You got any of this in that there minivan of yours? Uh, no. You spend a lot of money on a minivan that has no features. Well, you, spend, <laughs> you buy it any new car, you're spending a lot of money on the base model. Yeah. Fog lights? You got any trouble turning on your fog lights? Uh, no. Uh, no, 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 no issues. Wireless chargers, electronic parking brakes, and GPS because it's different than the app that we're all used to? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, uh, these days, would you even buy a car that had GPS? Is that, is that is a it, selling right. feature? Because you just plug your phone into it anyway. Remember how cool we thought it was when you had the uh, when you first got the uh, the navigator? Oh, man. The navigation in your... And I'm still one that puts it on even sometimes when I know where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> just take a look at it. Just trying to beat it. Well, it also, yeah, it, well, it is good in that it gives you an estimated time of arrival and all of that stuff. And I really don't know sometimes. how it estimates that. Because based on kilometers, uh, speed you're supposed to be traveling and the kilometers you're driving. I get that, but but even when we're driving, we're driving at a speed that is faster than the posted speed oh, limit. Yeah. And that estimate still works out right. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I always knock it down. Like it, like if it says it's going to take 45 minutes to get somewhere, I, you know, I'll do because I'm doing 140 <laughs> through residential streets. Uh, do you find it adjusts? Yeah, it'll it'll knock down like yeah. 10, 15 minutes or something. Yeah. I, I've got this interesting thing. I can lock and unlock my glove box. That's that's the most upgraded feature <laughs> you've got. And yeah, <laughs> that '93 Escort. Don't be jealous. <laughs> All of you uh, remote workers standing home and claiming you're much more productive, you're lying. New survey, many remote workers admitting to napping while on the clock. 
Some even having sex while working. <laughs> Others doing household chores, shopping online, watching TV, running errands, planning trips. But does that affect their productivity necessarily? Oh, I think it would, wouldn't it? Having a nap would, certainly. Well, uh, yeah, but also would those who go to work and take, you know, 15 smoke breaks throughout the day. Mm. Uh, I mean, I don't know whether or not, because companies are still continuing with some hybrid models of it. Like they want people coming in a couple of days mm-hmm. and, and okay with them at home for a few days. I, I don't think there's been that dramatic a loss in productivity or else they'd be hauling everyone back in right away. Yeah, I think what it's really proving is we've all been full of BS all along when it comes to the work and the workload we carry. Right. We all claim we're the busiest, we're swamped. If it weren't for me, this place would shut down. <laughs> Meanwhile, we put in at best, even when we're in the office, three to four hours of actual work uh-huh. out of an eight-hour day. I think, you know, to be honest, I think what people are saying when they're more productive from working at home is that they're more productive wholly in their lives. Probably. Like they're doing the same amount of productive work that they were doing when they were at work. Yeah. It's just they're finding more productive time with their time wasting mm. than they were walking around the office and gabbing and chatting and gossiping. Instead, now they're doing laundry or napping or picking up their kids. Yeah, I uh, I just, and I know it's just me. I, everybody operates on a different uh, a different way, but I, I know I would get next to nothing done if I was able to work from home. Now, mm. doing this job is one thing. It's different from just a, an at-a-desk office job, but... If I had an at-a-desk office job, I know I would I would piddle away the day yeah. because I'd get so distracted by other things. I'm a serial procrastinator, oh. too, even when it comes to like, the hockey games. like My my job is literally to, to watch hockey or maybe do some prep and research about hockey, which is fun and sounds fun. But when it's your job and you're doing it over and over again, there's times you're like, oh, man, I'd rather mm. just watch something else right now. Yeah. And I think for so many uh, couples, certainly, uh, when we were at the height of the pandemic and everybody was at home, we realized our partners are full of poop. (laughs) You don't really work all that hard at all. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.